Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Do you love Elon Musk? Do you hate Elon Musk? Do you have no idea what to think about Elon Musk? Then we have just the show for you. He's become even more larger than life. Buying Twitter doesn't get us closer to Mars. They are like really close to the edge of like everything falling apart. Like, oh, Elon, I volunteer, put a chip in my brain. Each week on this podcast, we'll break down, analyze and debate the most important stories on Musk and his empire. It's all one big universe. You just work for Elon Inc. From Bloomberg Businessweek, this is Elon Inc. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get to our guest. Max Banduri is with us. Max is founder, also the CEO of SGMC Capital. He joins us from Singapore. It's all about inflation these days. We can debate whether or not it's peaking, Max, but the Fed nonetheless seems resolute in its campaign to fight it. How much longer do we have to go in this battle? Do you have a sense? Well, we do have to go a bit longer because once again, they're not in a position where they can lose image again. Clearly, they're coming on the back of, um, uh, let's say, a mistakenly view of of last year of this transitory phase. So clearly, uh, they cannot change course. They cannot pivot dovishly too early. So we need to see rates going higher. We'll probably get to five and a quarter, five and a half. Roughly, that's the levels that we expect. But more importantly, they're going to be at that level for longer. So now the market thinks we're going to start cutting already by August, September of next year. We think that is unlikely. So rates are likely to remain there for a bit longer in order to really bring demand down. Yet equities are rising in the U.S., here in the Asia-Pacific as well. Why is that if there's more rates paying to come? Uh, Well, first of all, you have to distinguish between short-term and longer-term. So short-term, you will get volatility and you're going to get tactical bounces. And then keep in mind that the midterm elections are coming and uh, past the event, you could see a bit of a relief rally. And you do have a number of, of names which uh, are looking a little bit more attractive from a valuation perspective. So the fact that the, the medium term still looks challenging doesn't mean that we cannot get short term bounces, especially based on, on tactical and technical levels. So we do expect that to continue. But, uh, of course, medium term will be a bit Do you tougher. think it's possible, Max, that the Fed can even get close to engineering a soft landing? Ed Yardeni, this is kind of surprising to me. I mean, today, Ed, who is the head of Yardeni Research, was saying he sees, his firm sees, a 60% probability of a soft landing. Is that likely? Uh, we think that's a little bit optimistic. So I like to be optimistic, but I think 60% is a little bit too high in terms of base case. Uh, soft landing, as time goes by, it's going to become harder and harder, especially as long as inflation remains stubbornly high. So, I mean, let's cut it uh, relatively short. I mean, the only way for inflation to really come down is for unemployment to go up because uh, inflation is now up because of strong consumption. And strong demand and consumption comes down only when you get less job security and that comes only unfortunately when unemployment goes up and that's when we're going to be seeing um, inflation come down and potentially the Fed starting to pivot but for that to happen you're going to have repercussions on the real economy on the social environment and therefore a soft landing is going to be tough I'm not even seeing a super hard landing but we're somewhere around the medium landing 
And uh, Max, we were discussing the environment of uh, Fed tightening, rising rates, uh, and in that context, um, Doug mentioned the US dollar, um, perhaps weakening just a tad at the moment. 146.54, still very strong, though, against the yen. Have we peaked yet? Uh, well, we've definitely gone a long way. If you look at the dollar appreciation over the last year, it has been um, extremely strong. Uh, the pace of that further appreciation is going to be coming down, especially because we're getting closer and closer to a uh, peak rate uh, with respect to the Fed. But we don't see a strong devaluation anytime soon either. So the dollar continues to be uh, in strong demand and the overall risk of environment will continue to provide a stable environment for uh, dollar demand. Therefore, we've we're probably close to the peak, but don't expect a strong depreciation anytime soon. Max, I'd like to get your take on the leadership changes uh, in the Chinese government at the highest levels. I mean, we know that President Xi is now uh, going to be in power for for all intents and purposes, maybe for the remainder of his life. But there is a new premier in place that has implications not only for economic policy, but for the central bank and the way in which it's going to be approaching uh, managing markets and the currency. And whether or not you really buy into this notion that we're close now to some type of adjustment in thinking in terms of Beijing's approach to COVID zero. Uh, whether we're close to that, it's still unsure. Uh, but I mean, clearly they've taken a very um, tight approach so far, right? extremely stringent. Therefore, the likelihood is more that it's going to be weakening and uh, loosening up over the near future rather than the other way around. Now, obviously, the um, uh, global investors have priced in and were prepared for a continuation of the current tight environment. So any kind of positive news there is going to be seen as um, as a good news and good development, and you're going to be seeing equity rally. With respect to the change, you really have to look at the narrative here. Even rumours about positive news seem to be doing the trick at the moment, even when we have Chinese health authorities saying, uh, no, they're unswervingly committed to zero COVID. But uh, are you positioning ahead of an ultimate reopening? It will happen eventually, won't it? Eventually it will happen. So we're all waiting for that. Uh, clearly, you need to have some Chinese exposures, uh, valuations from a relative and absolute level. They're very cheap. And you need to have some exposure there. Clearly, it comes with a lot of the risks. And we have seen the risks play out over the last month. Actually, we've been seeing play out for the last two years. Uh, you have huge headlines risk, big political risk. So you really have to long to take the long-term approach. And this COVID relaxation is going to be one of the catalysts for a further leg up. But uh, it's really going to be more in terms of when we expect uh, the political environment with respect to the market, with respect to central banks, to basically come to an environment where people can start foreseeing the actions of uh, of the political environment. How are you putting money to work these days in your neck of the woods? I mean, is it China that you're focused on? Are there other markets that look appealing? I know we've been talking about tremendous gains recently, but uh, are there opportunities that we should be uh, paying attention to? The opportunities now are in the fixed income space. So as much as the short-term rates will continue raising because Fed is going to keep hiking, if you look at the belly of the curve, the four to five years kind of maturity, corporate bonds now give you anything around six to six and a half percent absolute yields, which is interesting, extremely attractive. And uh, the risk of those rates moving much higher, we feel is limited because it's going to impact more on the short run. And you're not going particularly long if you don't take too much duration uh, nor credit risk. So we like doing that. And actually, you can use part of the margin of those fixed income portfolios to have an overlay of put option strategies on indices like Nasdaq, selling put lowers where you can basically enter the index at much better levels. 
Very quickly, Max, 30 seconds, U.S. midterms. Uh, any risks you can see coming out of this? Well, the risk is that you get either um, Democrats taking the both or the Republicans taking both. Uh, and obviously, the outcomes on the market is going to be in the felt differently, especially with respect to clean energy and with respect to further fiscal stimulus. All right, Max Bondori, founder and CEO at SGMC Capital. Thanks so much for joining us. To address our new climate reality, the world needs radical solutions. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment, hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.